Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. It's 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What's the good news, Mitch? Give me some good news. <laughs> oh, there's all sorts of good news, isn't there? Isn't everything just a bundle of joy and balloons and belly rubs? <laughs> nah, not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> hey, did you watch the uh, Together Forever? Uh, Together, uh, what's it, what was it called? Stronger the, Together. Stronger Together. Thank you, Esteban. Last night, did you see the special? I watched a whole bunch of it, and I have to tell you, and I know you feel this way, and it took me a long time to turn around because you were like this when I was younger and in the magazine days, but you've always been extremely patriotic. And I, for some reason, just was never there until I would say a handful of years ago. And last night was another shining example of how proud I am to be Canadian and how much I love being Canadian and how... Again, as I just get a bit older in age, I get yep. more and more patriotic as as literally day by day goes by. So, so it was really special, and it really it, it touched my heart. There were moments in there yep. that really touched my heart. And I was trying to think back, and I'm wondering how you feel about this. What, what other event sort of pulled you in like that? And I, I was just I was struggling like for for many many like going back years and years. Going, in recent times, I can't think of something that pulled me in as much as that. No, I, I mean the last time that I sat in front of a uh, television um, and uh, and watched music all afternoon was uh, during the um, oh god I'm going to forget the name of it now uh, you know when Phil Collins played on both sides of the ocean um, that was Live Aid Live Aid yeah okay, yeah Live Aid right yeah that was right. the last time I was drawn in and I I have to confess because of the the special that was on on the American networks a couple weeks ago which you and I both agreed kind of left us, meh, uh, you know, where our impression was meh. Um, last night, Jess and I turned it on at 6.30, and we thought, we'll watch 20 minutes of this or so just to get an idea. And we were so taken with it, we watched it right till the very end. I thought it was beautifully produced, and it had a nice, warm, human element to it. There were frontline workers, nurses, police officers, people who had suffered with the disease, nice stories of of people who had recovered, Nice stories of people who had donated things. It was it was just beautifully, beautifully put together. And as Rick Mercer pointed out, unprecedented cooperation between competing networks. Yeah, and also the politics of it all, which seems so divisive everywhere else. I really do feel, and again, I'm looking at it more from a tertiary standpoint because I'm not you know, watching the news day in and day out. But I just feel like all of the political parties seem aligned in this as well, which yep. I think adds to the sentiment of it being sort of all of us together in it yeah i couldn't agree more um what did you think of the the commercials did you catch any of the tv commercials i there were no commercials during that okay okay was it not okay i was trying to think of what i've been watching a lot of things but i I don't know if you found this lately but anytime i'm watching tv it is i mean i posted this on facebook it's amazingly astounding to me how irrelevant every single commercial is because they're like in <laughs> yeah. a restaurant they're in a large yeah. gathering yeah, yeah. high fiving yeah. each other like every commercial i see i'm like wow what an yeah. what an amazing time to be in in the industry that i was in for so long and just what do you do you've got these ads running that are just completely to a certain degree tone deaf not yeah. not to anyone's fault but the millions of dollars being spent on something that you look at and goes that that doesn't feel right it's well listen with, yeah with the exception of people who have been able to to uh, pivot the big companies like apple and 
Uber right. and and even Facebook, I've got to give them credit. I, yeah. Their 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 television commercials that are pandemic related are absolutely beautiful, I thought. But that's my point is yeah. you can move and you can yes. move fast and yeah. you, can sh- you can shoot or reshoot things really yeah. easily in this day and age. And the ones that don't, you just kind of watch and go, what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Let's talk a little social media. This doesn't surprise me. Uh, Facebook wants what everybody else has. Um, They they see people drifting away from the platform and they want in on, on this Zoom party, right? Yeah, I mean, look, everyone is sort of in the Zoom world. If you're in a more complex business or have Microsoft platforms, it's Microsoft Teams. If you are sort of more in the social area, there's this new one called House Party that we talked about several weeks ago. And I was sort of sitting back, you know, sort of looking at my watch, like, how long will this take, Facebook? And and boom, uh, they just announced uh, for message. They're calling it Rooms, and it's available in Messenger. Uh, holds up to 50 people, no time limit. So they're pushing that very, very aggressively. And of course, you know, with the hundreds of millions of billions of people on Facebook, it makes perfect sense that they do this. Uh, for those who don't know or remember, Facebook also owns WhatsApp, and they're doing group calls and extending that in there as well. So they'll. Ha- I think you're allowed up to, I think, eight people in a WhatsApp a group call now is what they're calling it. Uh, they're looking at options for sure on live video features and other integrations with Instagram too. So just sort of no surprise there, but really an interesting feature. So if you are sort of in Facebook and not using Zoom or not really sure about the other stuff like House Party, you do have a really viable option here. I mean, 50 people, no time limit. If you're running a book club, uh, a little sort of social gathering, Facebook now has messenger rooms. Check it out. Let's talk about niche social networks. Excuse me. I I found this fascinating, Uh, Mitch. You were saying you get a, a lot of enjoyment out of private groups on Facebook. I'm I'm in a few, not too many of them, but you say you're you're getting a lot of a lot of use out of niche social media. Yeah, I mean, this is something I've spoken about literally for I mean, I think it was in my first book 6 Pixels of Separation, which was, you know, back back in the day over almost, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, this idea that what's going to lead the future is not having everyone connected into one social network, but even the fact that if you think about Facebook, the real value in Facebook is your own close-knit group. It's not the entire Facebook community. And pushing that further, what we saw over the years is many people trying to build these sort of niche, very specific social networking platforms, and some of them have done exceptionally well for sure, and that's sort of part of what stimulated this part of the conversation because the Wall Street Journal had an article featuring a whole bunch of them for people who like beer and people who want to work out and all these different ones. But Facebook in and of itself does have a private group function. So for example, I lead one that I built for nonfiction writers. I'm part of one for professional speakers. I'm part of one for business travelers. I know ironically all things that don't matter right now, but I mean, I guess nonfiction writers do. And I don't think I would be on Facebook if it weren't for those private groups, which are curated. You manage them. You can make them private in terms of like you, you can't even see them unless someone invites you. Or you can make them semi-private where people can find them and ask to join. Uh, I know here in our local community in Westmount, there's one, uh, Westmount Families, which is great and a great resource if you live in the area. So they're there's, there's a lot of value in them, and I'd recommend that as you're sort of thinking about areas you like before sort of trying to just with generic search on a hashtag, check it out on Facebook. Do some searching around because there are even standalone platforms 
that allow you to become a member of these great communities. To give you an idea where my head is at, I'm a member of the uh, the West Island Memories Group and uh, the uh, Looney Tunes Appreciation Group. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. I, as you know, I used to write for the Weekly Hour, yeah. and there's one for the sort of ex-alum and where they are and what yes. they're writing. Yeah. And it's really amazing. to. And uh, Richard Burnett, uh, Bugsy, as we all know Bugsy, he's he's got a whole bunch of stuff going on and sharing stuff like that. So it's uh, – there's a, there is a lot of value in yeah. that. So when I saw this article in the Wall Street Journal, I thought, you know, so many people are having fatigue. Don't forget that whatever you're interested in, comic books, uh, Montreal history, there are great groups for that. I was struggling a couple of weeks ago. A buddy of mine in Vancouver and me were, were having a chat, and uh, we couldn't remember the name of a place we used to hang out uh, at when we were kids. And I went on the West Island, um, uh, the West Island, I forget what it's called, but it's a group for West Islanders, people who grew up on the West Island. And I, I typed in the question and immediately got like 80 answers and, and uh, they solved the uh, riddle for me quite quickly. It's actually, you know, it can be quite helpful even for something as silly as that. Well, somebody, I think it was in a Montreal, then an hour, one of those talk, started talking about the Cavendish Mall, which was my hood growing up, and they started talking about which stores were there. And yeah. if I tell you, it went down this amazing trip of memory lane for all these stores that had, you, you'd almost forgotten their names but remembered their location. And so, yeah, it does create a lot yeah. of those people were uploading pictures and then pictures of bags that they still had from the stores. It was, it was quite yeah. something. For people who are wondering, it was uh, the uh, it was a disco called The Boulevard on Pierre Fon Boulevard when we were kids. That's what uh, I couldn't remember, and I'm not surprised. Uh, what, what's your app of the week there, Mitch? So this, this one, I think, is super valuable if you're doing the work from home thing or you've got kids. It's called Miro, M-I-R-O. And basically, it is an incredible, free, and very powerful whiteboard application. And you might think, well, whiteboard, yes, you could draw on it and do things, but it also has post-it notes and stuff. So you could sort of put up activities and move things around in order. Uh, it is it is catching like a brush fire this past week. You can share that screen within your Zoom calls and all that stuff. So if you've got kids and you want, I know, I know that uh, Zoom actually has a built-in whiteboard feature, but it's not quite like this. So if you're doing any sort of work or planning or your kids want to sort of just play around with it, it's called Miro. It is a fully functional free whiteboard, and it's got some really cool features and templates on it to do stuff like post-it notes and other stuff. Great stuff, Mitch. Thank you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you on uh, Monday next. I look forward to it. Thanks, Terry. Okay. See you later, Mitch.